2: And welcome. Welcome back. We're on Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. And you are on voiceamerica.com. This is the Variety Channel. And I want to begin, as I have on the last couple shows, to continue to just appreciate your choosing this. You do have choices. There are lots of shows. We are busy people. And so thank you so much for, for choosing to tune in. And your participation has also been... Really wonderful. So, um, you know, Facebook and Twitter and email and the websites, they've all been seeing some activity and, and to be honest, a lot. And so that's really fantastic. And so thank you for that. I will give you those addresses as we travel through. Let me just start by giving you the email so that during the show, if you, if you feel you want to write anything, you can keep notes or do that. And that's lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. So that's l-i-n-z-i-244 at spcglobal.net. And we are just simply eliminating now. No spaces for Facebook and for Twitter. It's just the at sign, illuminating now. And I guess while I'm on it, I'll just go ahead and throw you that. I would like you to take a look, as I've mentioned prior, to qualityforlifecoaching.com. There are no numbers. They're all words. They're all one word, big, long, together. qualityforlifecoaching.com. But the new one today that I'll have you take a look at, and don't worry during the show. You can if that's the kind of person you are and that's interesting to you to sort of follow along. And if you prefer to wait and listen, and then go do some follow-up research as to what that's all about. The other site I'm going to have you take a look at is divorcealternativecenter.com. So I am a life coach, and while I don't spend time, and I haven't, you know, I feel our time is so precious here, and you can read about me in so many places, including the promo here, but certainly on my website in a lot of depth, so I don't really go over credentials and Try to talk a lot about that. But today, because it's relevant, I'd like to build some foundation as to who I am, who the guest is, why we're here. and So I want to let you know that I, I have gone to Pepperdine and I have been certified in conflict resolution and mediation. And in that program, you specialize in an area. And mine was family law and divorce mediation. I do have a certification also as a certified relationship specialist. And that is through the American psychotherapy association uh you know other backgrounds i do have my master's degree in counseling psychology and i also am halfway through a phd program so you know those are some basic things but i want you to know my commitment to the conflict resolution the mediation and relationships and those are the specific certifications that i wanted to sort of again build a foundation for where we'll go and I have given you addresses, so do feel free to please contact us, follow us, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, and give us ideas for shows. I've, I've mentioned that before, that I am open to anything, that we will talk about controversial subject matter, and stimulating, and embarrassing, and maybe taboo, and, and, and troubling, and you know. but if you are the one that's in trouble, or you're in any kind of mess... This is a good time to talk about it and be aware that I can be reached by Skype as well. So if you feel awkward to call in or there's something uncomfortable with doing it in a public forum, do feel free to contact me and let me know maybe you'd like a Skype session and that's totally cool as well. The show is open, honest, transparent, and I hope, I'm hoping you're getting that. You know, It takes a little while for a show to build its own reputation. You know, What kind of show is that? And what kind of host is that? So I hope you're getting that. I just, I, I want to lay out a scenario. This show will be about divorce. It will be about options that you do and don't have. And, you know, we're going to talk about the obvious options. And then there's options that we might not even know about. But just for the heck of it, I'm going to lay out a scenario. And I'm going to say that, Uh, Two people go to lunch and one person says, oh my gosh, I'm in the middle of this divorce. It is a nightmare. It's been going on for five years and my finances are disrupted and and my home and my ability to work and my kids' schedules and, oh my gosh, my health. You know, this five years, it's too much. And the person across says something like, well, you know, takes two to tango. I mean, if you're still in this. And it's five years, then you're a fighter, too. So do you need to take a look at yourself on that? So I really just want to drive a point home that in the California justice system, it serves us well for different reasons. And we can name some of those, and in this show, we will. But I want to point out that it is unique. It's a different kind of, quote, fighting. If somebody says they're going to take something from you or do something to you or change your life dramatically based on emotion that they put forward... You have to respond. It's a petitioner and a respondent, and you have to respond if that happens to you. And it's not to say that it's 100% guaranteed, but it is very high odds that if you don't respond, it will default to whatever was asked. So if somebody said to sell your house or change your career or change your money or never support you or take the kids, or it could happen in a moment's notice just because you said, I'm not a fighter. So I just really want to drive that point home. I want to say I'm an action-oriented coach, and I work with strategies for integrative health. And it's important to hear that because it ties into the guest we have today, who also is very strategic and cares very much about wellness integrated with legal strategy. The guest we have today is Sunana Sabarwal. This is a experienced and very highly revered attorney in the Bay Area, she has worked for a long time, and since 1990, she's involved herself in civil law. She works in employment law, personal, personal injury, um, division startups, assets, you know, those kind of break up things that are very difficult and, and complex, stocks and, you know, um, high-level kind of computations. And she's very passionate about family law, and she's done that for over 15 years. So Sunana is on the show, and... I want to just say on this show in the next hour, you know, we're going to pose the question is there a way to reduce your stress, stress of divorce? Can you keep your dignity? Can you keep your spouse's dignity, your children's dignity? So I want to just welcome Sunana and say that I am so happy to have you here and I'm really thrilled to have you on the show.
3: Thanks, Lindsay. I'm very honored that you asked me to participate in your Voice America series. Lindsay and I have known each other for years, and we do share a belief in wellness and divorce. We've put our heads together on occasion to talk through issues. I I just want to caveat here, though, that any time we do that, we are definitely maintaining our client's confidentiality at all times. We often talk about general concepts, challenges, and how we might work around them. Now one of the things that I do love about the series is the emphasis on honesty, openness, and transparency. And we can say things and criticize processes and not be afraid about what other people think about it because the, the point of the show is honesty, openness, and transparency. The area of divorce is complex. What's right for some situations just won't work for others. Every situation has unique components yet all have similarities. So let's expand on that a little bit. What are some of the uh, factors that vary in a divorce and what can, what can make a divorce uh, one divorce easy or relatively easy as compared to another? You know, I think the first difference is personality. That, that's a huge part of, of any divorce is how do persons process their anger, their hurt feelings, And we could have a whole show on that, on just that that issue alone. (laughs) There's also children, which create a huge, a a huge. I think, divide at times, um, and yet at the same time, they are usually the most important factor in the entire divorce. And then there's, of course, complexity of assets. And Lindsay did mention I've handled some very complex cases involving divisions of startup companies that have unique issues, divisions of of other businesses as well. Uh, and, And what you have in your case is going to have an effect on what process you choose to participate in. So what do we have as uh, the problem in divorce? Uh, the, the, The first thing that you're confronted with is a situation where a relationship is in crisis. There's a cesspool of anger, hurt feelings, resentment, fear, and that causes people to become reactive instead of rational. It's almost impossible also for two people to be in the same emotional state at the same time. And during any process, emotions change. And usually the part you have a situation where you've got a party who's, got, who's more financially uh, equipped to deal with the divorce, maybe has been the primary breadwinner, and then you have the party who's been at home taking care of the home, taking care of children, or supporting the other spouse in their career. So, so that in and of itself is going to create different emotional states. Now, mix that with you now have to take one household and you have to break it into two, and you have to take a family and break it into two. You have to have schedules for children Uh, because in California, as well as in other states, I think the prevailing view is that people should have uh, as much time with children as possible, but that requires figuring out complicated schedules to fit into complicated lifestyles. So that's sort of where people find themselves. And usually the first place you end up in is court because you have to deal with those immediate situations of having to split up the households and the kids and make sure that both people are, are have some
2: means of, of support during the process. So schedules, I mean, I, I hear the whole thing, Sunana, and I just, um, I, I'm anxious to come back because we're going to take a break in a minute, but that's just, I, I look at just everything about that becomes a change. It's just your whole world turns upside down when you're talking about partly emotions, partly logistics, and then literal changes. And then let's just try to, by the way, integrate all those all at one time and roll them into a ball and make them happen. And these are human lives. And so how anybody can (laughs) get through this in, in any way that is... Healthy is is tough to figure out, but I want to figure it out as best we can and talk about options and different um, ways to look at this. So we we will head to break, and I want to say when we come back, we have interesting and enlightening, as we always do, things to share with you, and the show will continue on. There will be a Lindsay's Life Secret at the end of the show. Right now, we're going to head to commercial. You are listening to your host, Lindsay Levinson. You are on Illuminating Now. Lindsay's Life Secrets This is VoiceAmerica.com The Variety Channel And we're with our guest Attorney Bay Area Attorney Out of Berkeley Sunana Sabrawal With some really interesting Information for us Partly to educate us And partly to share Some of her views On her support In wellness and divorce We'll be right back Thanks so much
4: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. In today's society, there is just too much competition. Women are taking on the same roles as men, they're working side by side, competing for the same positions. What is happening? This is transferring to how men and women feel about each other and relationships. We're delaying marriages or not even getting married at all. It's time to go back to basics. Listen for this groundbreaking show with host Naftali Schwartz. But it's not really that groundbreaking. It's just a new way of looking at things. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety.
0: Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. Eleven Eleven Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Seventh Wave Network. Eleven Eleven Talk Radio, because shift happens. <laughs>
4: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's l-i-n-z-i-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to
2: Illuminating Now. Hi, this is Lindsay Levinson, And we are back. And thank you for coming back. And stay with us, if you will. We're on Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. And we are on voiceamerica.com, the variety channel. So it's great to be here. And where we left off, I am... Your host, Lindsay Levinson, and I'm here with our special guest, Sunana Saberwal, who is an attorney out of the Bay Area, and sharing and enlightening us with some information that I think is going to be very valuable as we move through this show. So as I continually encourage you, stay with us. Stay with us if you can through the show, because I think you'll find it valuable. We were talking about the complexity. Sunana was naming what it takes To all of a sudden try to create two homes and break up a family. And what does that really mean? I mean, just just at the top level as we even talk about it, we're talking about homes. But I mean, is that people's banks? Is that people's doctors? Are those people's playdates? And the playdates, does that mean the kids have to pick their friends now based on which house? Or do the parents have new friends? It is a whole new way of life, so I just want to review. There are so many complexities there, and not an easy equation to come to be able to settle. I want to say that what's interesting, though, and Sunana, you know, I often think about because I know you and I deal so much in whether I'm in conflict re- resolution and facing it in that way, or you're certainly in this field. We live in a culture where even the happiest nuclear family, which is, we, we, we hold that on a pedestal, and believe me, I have nothing negative to say about that, but the happiest, neg- the, ha- the happiest nuclear family that's healthy and doing well, if we look at them through the window, they're all doing just pretty darn fine. They are usually ending their day with a lot of fatigue and stress. So that's our world. We go back to, and all my shows have some sort of tone so far about what is happening culturally in our society. So there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of intensity. Double parents working. Sometimes a parent's out of a job. They're looking for a job. Or they don't like the job they did have to take. So you've got different pressures. And, and don't think for a minute that those aren't immediately rolled right on to the children. Children know if parents are really digging their life. So if if you're not digging your life, your kids are picking up on it. And and then your kids have their own stressors. We're asking more and more of children in school and homework and, you know, criteria. So I think it's really um, important, once again, to take a look at the fact that we have a happy family. That's hard enough. Now we take that family. We actually decide to divorce. So now there's some dynamics of stress, stressful individuals, sad individuals, reactive individuals, and again, we now have to redesign a life that has a couple of homes and all the reactions that are happening within the scope of this redesign. Very, very concerning. Leads to health deterioration in so very many cases. So I kind of wonder, how does court even start? I mean, what's, Sunana, what's? You know, what's the norm? What's, what is the way it goes down to begin a, a court process?
3: Well, in most cases, the way it goes down is that you've got someone who's angry, uh, wants to file their papers, serve somebody right away, and land them in court. And that's how these cases often start. I'll get calls from people and they'll say, I've got a court date in two weeks, help me out. And, and paper is flying and people are frantically trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to deal with the situation. That's the classic situation, I would say. It doesn't happen all the time, but I think, I, I think I can say it happens in the majority of situations. Uh, resort to court is used on the one hand to deal with the financial emergencies in child custody and on the other, uh, to, to act as a form of retribution or as a punching bag for emotions. It's challenging.
2: That is challenging. I mean, yeah, no matter how you slice it, yeah, you do have to go to court to figure out. I mean, like we said before, some logistics are just logistics. Let's face it. Where are we living? <laughs> What's happening with the kids? Who, how are we going to pay our bills? So some of that, and then you're right. If, if nobody's done tremendous emotional work, which I, I, I would think it's, I dare anyone to find the case <laughs> that did all the emotional work, both parties, before they ever stepped foot towards d- divorce. So if that worked, is not being done, then of course it's getting processed somehow through the divorce. So I think that, um, you know, in, in that case, people are fighting for things, but they get into an emotional, what, this is what concerns me, and I see so often, is people get very emotional, with good reason for the things that they're passionate about, they're going to fight for. So they get, but when you get lost in emotion, decisions aren't always very rational. That's a very different place when you're in emotion and taking action so I just say that we sometimes hear people say there's you know never a winner we sometimes hear people say you're going to go to court someone will win someone will lose but be careful you never know if it'll be you you know but I go back to the beginning you know where if, if two people are at lunch and one person says well you know I'm not done with court but I came out of a key ruling I, I got life support you know I'm getting support for life so there, that friend says you won you won. And the person says, well, no, I, I was trying to get time with my children. That's what I was fighting for. I, I, I guess, you know, in the end they gave me support, but no, they, they did, did, I didn't end up with the time. So my point is, sometimes we're so caught up in the fight for what we want, we lose sight of what we stand to lose in the fight that we're fighting. And that is legal issues like support or money or something, and it is also your own integrity, your own self-esteem. I mean, if you lost your chance to be a mom, and that's what you do best, um, if you lost your chance to do it very often or as much as you dreamed, that changes you forever. So I just, I say, you know, that's, that's of great concern. So what do, you, what do you think, Sunan? I mean, is that what you see with, with regard to scars or intense fighting?
3: Well, yeah, I think what, what actually happens, what ends up happening, is that the court will make some orders, but you have people making decisions who are not you. They're not your soon-to-be ex. They're people who don't know you. So you, you, you're dealing with this, a system that doesn't know you and doesn't really know how to care for you. You know, judges have dockets with far too many cases There have been budget cuts imposed in California in the last five years, approximately $1 billion cut from the judicial branch, and 65% cut in the court's general fund and on court support services. So um, the system is just not able to really care about you. It's there to deal with an emergency and and process cases. And, Lindsay, you know, I think there are options. And I think the first option, of course, is to promote wellness in yourself and to take personal ownership of your own psychological health. And that can be therapeutic, wellness strategies, um, ways to help process feelings of anger and grief, uh, ways to narrow goals for, for a divorce, to focus what are the important goals, what are the ones that maybe one doesn't need to be fighting about, Separate out what's driving um, the hurt and the anger before you actually start focusing with what needs to happen in court, with what the court system can do for you or what the process can do for you. Unfortunately, um, that's difficult for lawyers to tell their clients. You know, if I, when I have someone coming into my office and they want legal help, if I if I uh, try to suggest that you know you appear to be very upset and most people are in this situation and you should get some help, that's usually not, um, that's not, there's that's not greeted with any type of reception. If I say, of course, your other spouse needs to have some right. some help, that's usually, yeah. that's usually something that people um, can agree with. So it, it's really, a bit, you know, the first step is to take some personal ownership of your own psychological health. Now, as far as the system is concerned, what, what does the system offer you? Because in California, there have been a lot of uh, leading thinkers, legislators, judges who've done a lot of hard work to really try to get people to do some form of uh, getting together and trying to get on the same page about things without using the court. Um, And so, uh, you know, there's a wealth of studies that that say that the effects of a contentious divorce have very negative effects on social skills and academics and so on, and the courts are aware of that, and there there has been an attempt to at least give parties some legal options. Um, They all have their own problems, and they're not always successful, but uh, they are tools available to us.
2: Yeah, and and I want to... I want to hear the options because this is part of the most important thing I think you bring. Um, we we're not going to break just yet. We have a couple minutes. I was just going to share. You know, in the place that I last worked, I had um, and and I talked about this on the first show that I had a lot of kids. Um, and but kids, I was I was making more of a point on the first show of youngsters. But I mean, I certainly had kids ranging all the way to eighteen, about four to eighteen, and. Just to really drive home what we're talking about of psychological health and looking at that, I had so many that came from broken homes and still to this day do, and they are just totally troubled. And In in the first show, I talked about how I would – you know, offer them. They'd come see me. And after we built a relationship a time or two or three, and they trusted me, but I would go right to the sandbox and make mud balls with water and, you know, say, come on, I dare you, who can make the biggest mud ball? And, oh my God, you know, you want to play with Barbies? You won't believe it. We just got new Barbies like crazy. You know, I went from thing to thing. I opened up the toy chest. There were games and balls and colors and lights and strings. And, you know, and the kids would just say to me, we need to sit down and talk. And this went on from four years old to the 21-year-olds and 18, if you want to call it a minor in California. So just to say, kids' choice was to talk, not to play. I mean, that's how stressed out they were. And I find that stress continues through adulthood because I see adult clients from broken homes and hostile families. And that's still what they're trying to work on as adults so very many years later. This goes on and on. So I think that There's a real scarring effect here, and it's very permanent. And I want to just take our break, come back, listen to what you were talking about, because you mentioned a wealth of studies. I'm curious. But this is Lindsay Levinson. You're on Illuminating Now. We're with our guest, Sunana Sabrawal, and we'll be right back.
5: Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network.
4: Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's l-i-n-z-i-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now.
2: Hi, I am Lindsay Levinson. I'm your host, and we're back. And I'm so glad you're back with us you're hanging in and that's good because good stuff is coming up here. So we left this off and we're just kind of touching base. I was talking about that I have seen kids and I certainly see adults and, and it feels to me, when I say scars and permanent, that doesn't mean life can't be changed. So as a strategic wellness, um, you know, as someone who works with integrative health and strategy around how to accomplish that, there is always a way to like your life better, but I don't take away that what I'm witnessing are what I believe to be permanent scars in children and adults from the way certain things got handled. And I was asking, and I know, Sunana, you mentioned something to do with just a wealth of knowledge, some studies. What, what can you share on that?
3: that's right. I think that there are, there are many studies. I mean, you, you can just even do a, a Google search if you wanted to, that uh, contentious divorces have negative effects on, this, on children's social skills, on their academics. Children are affected by feelings of rage, anger, hostility, uh, by parents on one another, and then they carry those on in life, and then those uh, translate into how they can react with other people or having difficulty being in relationships. Um, and so that—that um, that is how that is how a contentious divorce can affect a child um, far into adulthood. Now, as I was mentioning, you know, the courts recognizes, of course, and, and, and there has been a lot of work done in many states and particularly in California on, on some options that are available. And as I mentioned, none of them are perfect, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, one One such method is a, a process called a collaborative process. And um, it's actually something that has some statutory requirements on how these things uh, must take place. And again, I want to make a caveat here. This particular process is not right for everyone. It requires two people who are totally dedicated to the process. They must be dedicated at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of the process for it to work. Um, So what are the features of this collaborative process? Well, it's voluntary. It's completely voluntary. No one can force you into it. Uh, so they one. get...
2: I didn't mean to interrupt you, but so so voluntary, they get to actually... Two people get to say, we want to get along, let's go pick one attorney and make this happen?
3: No. Well, they have to each get an attorney, and each attorney is supposed to be certified have having have taken a course in, in the collaborative process. Um, and so they each have an attorney. And... Um, They also sign an agreement that they will agree not to go to court during the collaborative process or even threaten to go to court. Those are things that just can't happen during the process. Um, Each side has lawyers, but only for that collaborative process. These lawyers cannot be used later on, and I I will get into why that is actually one of the downsides of the program. Um, they, They... there, there can be the lawyers help them choose other professionals that are appropriate for the situation that can include a mental health a, a professional it can include uh parenting coordinators professionals to help guide through custody arrangements um the whole it can be appraisers it can be financial uh accountants and so on to analyze financials and so on. And and during this process, meetings take place with everyone. They can take place with, with all parties, all experts, everyone involved in the process, or it can just be parties and their attorneys or some permutation of that. The process is intended to be open and transparent, and there can be no hiding of information. The goal of the process is to bargain in good faith, not to jockey for control or participate in any trickery or get a one-up on the other party. It's really the process is geared towards we're going to end up with a with a fair result, whether or not we're we're getting all of our legal rights or not. We want we just want a fair result, and that's really the the goal of the process. It's a confidential process, and nothing that has been communicated during that process can be used later on in court.
2: Now, so. Wait, so then are you saying that you they could go through this whole thing of really laying down everything, talking about through, going through issues and but if they hit a glitch or don't agree or their issues start to take a different ship they don't go to court with collaborative, you're not allowed to?
3: That's right. I've had uh, several cases come to me where people have attempted this process and something fell apart along the way. And what happens then, and it's very critical to understand this, is that if the process fails, you've lost your investment in the process, your financial investment as well as your emotional investment. It's an expensive process. And if it unravels, you have to hire new, tra- new attorneys, and these new attorneys have to learn your case, and it can get very expensive for people. This, this particular process is really only for people who can afford the process um, and who can also afford a new team uh, to go to court or to deal with further uh, processes if, if it should unravel. So really, when I said it, people have to be dedicated, they have to be dedicated at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of the process for it to be uh, successful.
2: Okay, so here's, here's where I'm coming from on this, because that, that strikes me in a way that is, um, well, I'm not going to say undoable, but I have a hard time reconciling this. Because when I'm listening to you say, it, it, on one hand, I will say it makes total sense what you've said the dedication to the process, um, especially if you can't take it to court. For goodness sakes, yes, everybody really ne- needs to mean business on this. To sit down, because you are paying attorneys, you do still each have your own attorney, so everyone's working with a different attitude. and The, you know, the foundation you're building any case on comes from an amicable, and again, the word collaborative attitude, so that's great. But here's where I run into problems with this. Dedication, to me, is not predictable, which is what I'm saying is I almost feel sorry for the parties who could get into this, and it's not to say that doesn't work for anyone. I'm sure it works for many, but how interesting that you're asked to dedicate, essentially commit, we won't go to court, we won't do anything bad, we won't do these things before you ever start laying your issues on the table. Then you sit down with your attorneys, and you start talking about issue by issue by issue that you are trying to settle collaboratively. Well, the whole reason you're divorcing is there are triggers that are creating you to not be able to be together anymore, things you don't agree on. You're not in sync anymore, or you'd stay together. So the issues create the triggers. So then pieces start moving, and emotions start changing, and perspectives start shifting, and what, what happens with all that is reaction. I mean, there's not, no other way to deal with it. You have to react. So, so in the end, you're reacting, and, and you might be still saying, I want to get along with you. Well, I still want to get along with you. I like collaborative as a concept. Me too. But let's look at our table full of issues. I don't agree. I would never let you have that. Well, I was never going to give you that. Well, I don't think you should take that much time off work. Well, I'm going to have that much time. In other words, you still might have the best of intentions, but as long as any issues came up that you felt could not be nailed down sitting across this happy-go-lucky table, you're going to court. And you said you can't bring any of this, all the work you've done and all the investment. So if that's true, then you're dealing with exactly what you said, which is, you know... it unravels. I mean, if, if that's where you land, if you really can't come together and you look at each other, and that's what I'm saying in the best of cases, there's worst where people stomp out of rooms and say, this was crazy. I ever thought this could work. But in a best case, somebody says, I really wished it could have. I want it to, but I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. There's no way we're going to just say we'll agree. We just don't. And so then it unravels. And now you've completely created a situation that's detrimental and just truly a major bummer just a major bummer.
3: Yeah, that's true. And, you know, however, there are other methods available. I, I, if, if one doesn't participate in a collaborative process, that doesn't mean you can't have a process where you a, can stay out of court. And I just want to talk about that. It's not that court's a bad place to be. I mean, you've got judicial officers. They all want to do the right thing. But the problem is that the system is overwhelmed. Okay, and it's really very law focused. What are your legal rights? As opposed to, you know, sometimes, you might want to give up some of your legal rights, and because it makes sense for the situation, it makes sense for the kids, or it makes sense for, you know, you don't want uh, your spouse to be living in, in poverty, uh, because they're the, you know, parent of your children. And so, there are other ways, uh, to, to, to try to work out resolution, but, you know, those two have, have some challenges. And again, it's, I think it's because it's all law-focused. It's not wellness-focused. So, but what are these options? Well, you have mediation, and mediation is really a situation where, and this is the form it usually takes. You've got one person who acts as a mediator. They're licensed. They've been trained as a mediator. They're usually a lawyer or other, it can be other professionals as well. Um. But often they're lawyers, and and so and you meet with them and you try to work out issues. And you can either go by yourself with your spouse, with your ex, or soon-to-be ex-spouse, and go work with the mediator. And that person tries to get you to work out an agreement. And then you run it by lawyers to make sure you're not waving out, uh, you're not waving huge legal rights that you might have. Um, but I I do find that um, that more often than not, the process it happens at the tail end of the case. It happens with lawyers and parties together and um, and it, again it 's focusing on legal issues, not on health and wellness and right. far too often it 's quite frankly done in a scramble because uh, you know a judge says uh, you need to, you know we 'd like you to mediate this case before I give you a trial date so so it, that 's sort of the downside of the process
2: um, yeah yeah i can I can totally. I can totally see that. I love that you're bringing up mediation because, again, that's a place I feel connects to wellness and has a lot of, uh, you know, has a lot of potential to be integrated in a lot of different ways of planning. So we um, are going to take a break in a minute here. And I want to come back and just, I guess, get a little closure on the mediation, talk a little bit about wellness, because if it's if most things are run by the law, then, you know, um, then we're not really looking at wellness. So. We, we, will, we will take a break. I, I wanted to read just one quote, and this quote was profound to me. It was written by Robert Emery, and it is, it's from the Marriage, Divorce, and Children's Adjustment. And it says, children from divorced homes have more psychological problems than children who lost a parent to death. I thought that was powerful. We'll be right back. This is Lindsay Levinson. I'm your host on Illuminating Now. We're with Sunana Sabarwal, our guest and we will be back to talk more and close the show with some powerful stuff so please stay tuned
4: stimulating talk gets those
5: synapses in your brain firing really fast
4: all the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network.
0: Are you a single parent trying to create the balance between home life and work life? You may be running a successful business, but how are your relationships with your family and children? If you're one of the thousands of people trying to juggle it all, tune in to Straight Up with Chris. Real talk on business and parenthood. Hosted by Chris Efesiu, Chris is the portrait of the success story, coming to the U.S. with no language skills, founding and growing several businesses, while raising his daughter from age 7 to adulthood as a single dad. Listen every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest... Please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's l-i-n-z-i-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now,
2: back to Illuminating Now. Hi, this is Lindsay Levinson. You're listening to Illuminating Now. I am your host, and thanks for tuning in, and thanks for listening to the whole show, if you have, because that's fantastic, and we really appreciate it. And we left off with talking about mediation, and Sunana Sabarwal is our guest. She's a Bay Area attorney out of Berkeley, practicing a very long time in lots of areas of the law. So she brings a lot of information, a wealth of intelligence here to share with us. And so... Mediation is what we were talking about. I will tell you that I will close the show with Lindsay's Life Secret, and it will have to do with the center that we're talking about that is unique. So, But Sunana, can you just kind of close it up again and let you, you know, recap on mediation and the law versus wellness and you know, how those play?
3: Right. Well, we've, ta- we've been talking that there are uh, mechanisms in the legal system uh, to try to keep people out of court and, uh, and those are collaborative pra- uh, practices, mediation. But the problem again, I think, often is that those, those, those areas focus on the law. What are your legal rights? And that becomes sort of the central focus of what's going on. Rather than, you know, how can we survive this process without breaking each other and without breaking the children? And I think that that is something that, that we really need to be talking about. And I think, you, Lindsay, is that what you're, which your divorce alternative center
2: is about? Yeah, you know, that's 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 where I wanna head with this because I wanna say I wanna say one thing, that as parents, no matter what, when we move into divorce, we do feel guilt and shame about hurting our children. I mean, we all get that. No child wants to be told that news. But then we tend to use the same divorce that we're traveling through as the same vehicle to try to show our kids, oh, I love you so much, or I'd want you to live with me all the time, or I really, I need to prove to you this wasn't my fault. you know. And so it becomes again a series of emotional reactions that sort of start happening in a divorce and the children are just caught in the middle. That's all I can say is to me the word reaction is synonymous with going to divorce court and where do the kids land in the middle. And this just isn't about kids because grown-ups don't come out of this unscathed, that's for sure. So the Divorce Alternative Center is a concept that's proactive. So let's call this the Lindsay Lye secret that I'll elaborate on. Proactive. Can you imagine proactive planning for a custom solution for your dissolution? What if you could have that instead of reactive, just running to people and being told things and being called to court and, you know, being scared to death and losing and winning and all of that. This is a center where somebody is qualified and usually more weighted on the psychological side to receive a case and a case is a couple or a family and assess it for what is well and what's not well. And I don't just mean what they're fighting about, but is there a child with OCD That may play into whether that it's not so much which parent wants more custody, it's that child's disruption could change them reaching their potential in life if you move their things around all the time. I mean, what what does anyone have medical conditions? Does anyone have you know backgrounds that could tarnish, you know, or a reason you shouldn't garnish someone's wages, it could harm them forever? I mean, really understanding what the issues of this specific family is and then that coordinator pulls in the players. They could be coaches, therapists, putting people into support groups, doctors, mediators, conflict resolutionists, and attorneys, and I'll add massage therapists, nutritionists, paralegals, notaries, I mean all of it is part of what may be needed and probably will, depending on what a family needs. So it's very customized per case, per family, per dissolution. And specialized experts and even attorneys are fitted to the case. So they are they're, you know, they're taking a look at closely. It's not random that you just, you know, flip through Google or You're able to really say this family needs someone who's maybe had a case like this or knows this or understands maybe a child that is suffering from something or an adult that has a heart condition or, you know, you try to find the people who could best fit into and certainly you find, and when I'm saying people, I'm saying particularly the attorney's piece that really believe in this wellness concept. They may not be implementing it in their practice or, you know, holding a, a sign on the side of the road but there are many people who would love to see people come out of this well and this kind of center is not just during the process it is part of the after the post process so support groups and coaches and are part of what might be assessed as needed to complete a case that just because it's, you know, a gavel goes down and declares somebody divorced on a certain date does not mean they don't need emotional support and care and concern and follow up and check in to see that their life goes the right way. And so it's a really comprehensive way to put together something. I want to make sure and say that the address to this, because I'd love you to take a look at the website, is Divorce Alternative Center with no spaces, all those words, divorcealternativecenter.com. And I do hope you'll take a look at it because I don't think it's something that you're going to find as common, let alone whether you'll find it at all, but um, we can make this available and... um, I want to make sure that we get your addresses out. So, um, Suniana, if you would please tell me your website and your phone number.
3: My website address is www.sablawoffice.com. I have an inquiry box there. Anyone can reach me uh, through that method. Or my phone number is area code 510-665-8777.
2: Okay, and Sablaw is spelled S-A-B as in boy, L-A-W. So I want to just clarify that. And is there any other info any other ways that you work with people?
3: I can be reached on Skype if somebody wants to make a prearrange that certainly.
2: Okay. All right. Well, Sunana, I so appreciate you being on the show today, and it's so nice to be able to be in sync and be on the same page with someone who really cares about wellness. When we can't, we can't really change uh, divorce in this moment and make it stop. But how we handle it can change the lives of people forever, and that's what's critical. And to meet and know and have known for so many years an attorney with this philosophy is fabulous. So thank you, thank you so much for being on the show today.
3: Thank you, Lindsay. It's been a pleasure.
2: And I want to just say that I would love you all to tune in next week. We're talking about dismantling of identity in the corporate world. Um, This could be any job you have, so not fancy, schmancy corporate, anything you're doing. Do you feel crushed? Do you feel depleted? Do you feel deflated? Do you feel finished? Like you want out of there, but you can't get out, but you wish you could. Um, unappreciated Um, politics make you compromise your integrity ways that just start to drain you and you can hardly believe you can survive Um, there's other ways that that could go also But we will want to talk through that, and I do have a guest. Um, That guest has been under the weather, so I I hope that guest will be able to join us and and talk about her story, but certainly this is a story of so many, and there's so much suffering included in what happens in the corporate working environment, and um, I would just say people are glad when it's Friday, and can we imagine a world where we might be sad it's Friday because we like our job so much, I can imagine that world. I have some ideas around that. I hope you join us. I really, really appreciate you joining us this week. And, and for all your support, please continue that. That's just so wonderful to see you participating. Feel free to write letters. I am available on Skype for sessions, and so is Sunana. And you have been listening to your host, Lindsay Levinson. And I am on Illuminating Now. Lindsay's Life Secrets. The life secret here is check out this website. There may be a new way to look at life and some ways to help and save and change some lives. And you're on the Variety Channel at voiceamerica.com. We are so glad you are here and we look forward to seeing you and hearing you and being a part of connecting with you next week. So please join us on March 5th. Thanks so much. (laughs)
1: Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.